0: Coming up on The Exam Room. I gotta back that up. Are you really trying to tell us right now that a potato has protein in it just like an egg? A potato, a baked potato has the protein just like an egg. That's what you're telling us.
1: Not just like an egg, more than an egg. A potato has more protein. Yes, a large potato compared to a large egg. There's more protein in the potato.
0: welcome to the exam room podcast brought to you by the physicians committee hi i am the weight loss champion chuck carroll thank you so very much for raising your health iq with us coast to coast in the us and in more than 150 countries hi to everyone listening in rockford illinois vallejo california and minsk belarus wherever you are we appreciate you helping to make the world a healthier place This is episode 103 of season 6, number 499 overall. And today we are putting the focus on eggs. You know, there are a lot of people who question whether they are a natural superfood. Well, a lot of people actually say yes, but others say this breakfast favorite, this cooking staple, could be a ticket to a health disaster or potentially even an early grave. So today on the show, we are going to be exploring the science of eggs with our friend, a New York Times best-selling author, nutrition expert. He is the president of the Physicians Committee. Dr. Neil Barnard is here with us today on the show. So here's why we wanted to revisit eggs. We have talked about them in the past, but we got this incredible email from a viewer who said, guys, you're not gonna believe this, but I used to eat a dozen eggs a day. I ate a dozen eggs every single day for an entire year. And what happened to me was incredible. And I'm not saying that in a good way because it left doctors puzzled and scrambling for answers. So we're gonna hear their story in just a little bit. We're also going to be talking about organic free-range eggs, and whether they are a healthier option, and whether the body actually produces enough cholesterol on its own. That's something that we have also talked about on the show, but is still somewhat hotly debated, so we wanted to circle back to that. Plus, we have a question from an exam roomie who is wondering whether someone with diabetes should be avoiding eggs for health reasons. And also, here's the question. Eggs or bacon? Which is unhealthier. Dr. Barnard is going to weigh in on that, along with his favorite egg substitutes and a whole lot more. And then we're also going to be unveiling a new segment called The Power Foods Focus. And this ties into the release of his new book that will be coming out in the spring called The Power Foods Diet. And this week, it's all about exploring the protein punch that comes in a potato and comparing that to what is in what many consider to be a protein-packed powerhouse, the egg. So eggs and potatoes going head-to-head for protein supremacy. Which do you think is gonna come out on top? Well, you're about to find out. So let's get into it right now. Confusion, eggs. Let's clear it up with Dr. Barnard on The Exam Room. Great to see you, my friend.
1: Good to see you, Chuck.
0: So here's the deal, uh, Dr. Barnard, I'm going to share with you just one of the many, many, many messages that we have received about eggs recently here at the show. And this one comes to us from an exam roomie by the name of Albert. And Albert wrote this on YouTube. He said, in 2014, I ate 12 eggs per day for an entire year, and they were the most expensive organic eggs available. Why did I do it? Well, to build my body with the finest quality protein but nothing good happened. Instead, I woke up one morning with a heart rate of 400 beats per minute, they said I had tachycardia, and I spent the next several days and weeks in four different hospitals. My local GP has known me for 30 plus years and told me the only way to return to normal was to begin eating a plant-based diet. One surgeon even tried to (laughs) ablate saying, I went to a thousand places inside your heart while I was awake and I found nothing there. I still had symptoms and he said you have a clogged coronary artery which I don't work on. So long story short he says I became a staunch plant-based diet devotee and now it's been almost eight years and I will never go back. I feel and breathe better than I did at 16 and I'm now 71 years old. I walk, I work hard all day, I sleep from 9p to 4a and I'm full of energy and my heart today is doing just fine. And so when you hear this tale from Albert about eating a dozen eggs a day for a year, and then what happened, how surprised are you, Dr. Barnard?
1: Oh, good heavens, what a story. Um, 12 eggs a day, that is a heroic (laughs) amount, I'd say. Um, For context, uh, that is about 2,000 milligrams of cholesterol you're just ingesting, which is, about twice what the body would make in an entire 24-hour period. You're taking that in in eggs. Um, what's that? Maybe 200, or about 20 grams of saturated fat, which would cause your body to make extra cholesterol. So, I mean, you're it's it's just inviting cardiovascular disease. But but I have to say, I'm I'm sympathetic to what this person was was doing because eggs have been promoted it, it kind of exactly for the reason that you said they've been we've been taught uh, inaccurately, really. That they have this perfect uh, form of protein and more is better and that kind of thing and it's obviously completely wrong. So anyway, I want to congratulate uh, c- congratulate the, this individual for having made a change, throwing the eggs out, going on a plant based diet. That's that's the best news for your heart.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, twelve eggs a day. I mean, I'm not even sure that Rocky. Ate that many, you know, when when he was drinking the raw eggs. I mean, that's just that takes a serious commitment. And that brings me to the original reason, Dr. Barnard, why Albert said that they were ingesting 12 eggs a day, and that was for the finest quality protein. How does the protein in an egg compare to other, I guess, healthier
1: sources? Well, there's there's protein in the egg, that's for sure. But it's basically exactly the same. It, it's protein is built from amino acids. The amino acids that are in the in the egg are exactly the same amino acids that are in an ear of corn <clears throat> or in bread or in asparagus or or an apple or whatever. All plants have all the essential amino acids and they will give them to you if they are in your routine. So there's nothing magical about the egg. In fact, the egg, the the amount of, of protein in an egg is uh, not as enormous as many people would, would imagine, but the amount of cholesterol is bigger than just about anything else that you'd ever eat.
0: And I think that's the perfect time to uh, take the wrap off of the Power Foods Focus. And I know that eggs are a topic that will be coming up in your new book, The Power Foods Diet, which will be hitting store shelves in March. Absolutely can't wait. So let's do the Power Foods Focus really quickly, and then we'll get back to more egg conversation. Uh, First of all, in the book, what do you write about in terms of eggs and protein? I'm assuming that you really zero in on some other foods that can go tit for tat with an egg and really have a healthier, even perhaps higher quality protein in there?
1: Yes. You know, I have to say this is really an exciting area for me, and I'm delighted to have been, to be able to release the Power Foods diet because we're doing exactly kind of the opposite of what people have done. When people want to lose weight, what do they do? They decide, I can't eat anything. So you cut down on calories, you cut down on portions, you feel like you, if you want to eat food, there's something wrong, it's a moral failing. So we're always focused on what we're not going to have. And the power food side says, wait, there are power foods. And if you have these power foods in your diet, in other words, eat them, don't neglect them, add them. Then what they do is they help trim your appetite. That's good. So that I won't be overeating. Secondly, some of these foods actually trap calories. In your digestive tract and they carry those calories out with the waste. So you're flushing them down the toilet. Yes, there are certain foods that trap calories so you can't absorb them. And third, they will raise your metabolism so that after the meal, you're burning calories faster. And so that's why we call them power foods because they tap, they tame your appetite. They trap calories so you can't absorb them. They raise your uh, metabolism so that the weight loss is effectively automatic. So. When people go wrong and they say, gee, maybe I should have an egg, an egg doesn't do any of those things. It doesn't tame your appetite. It doesn't trap any calories. And it's basically useless for your metabolism or close to it. And when people say, well, okay, but but eggs eggs have protein. Let me tell you, take a large egg, compare it to a large potato. The potato, you're going to think, well, it's all starch, isn't it? There is more protein in a large potato than there is in a large egg. There's more more protein in a medium potato than there is in a medium egg. So what I'm gonna say, are potatoes a power food? They actually are. They have a good, healthy source of protein. All of their carbohydrate is in the form of complex carbohydrate. And the only thing you can do bad to a potato is things that people add to it. When it goes into the oven, it doesn't have very many calories. When you take it out, it doesn't have many, many calories. But if you add the butter, sour cream, cheese doodles, bacon bits all that stuff, that's when the calories come up. So my point is this. People have maligned potatoes. Dieters are afraid of potatoes. But it turns out that when you treat that potato in a good way, put some salsa on top, put some Dijon mustard on top, spray it with a little brags, make it tasty. That potato is going to be your best friend. And people may remember the comedian Penn Gillette. Uh, who said, I want to lose weight. And what did he focus on? Huge amounts of potatoes. And he lost weight like crazy. And many other people have done that. I'm not saying you should eat only potatoes, but they're a power food. And you can add them to your routine and they will love you back.
0: Wait, 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 wait. I, I got to back that up. Are you really trying to tell us right now that a potato has protein in it just <laughs> like an egg? A potato, a baked potato has the protein just like an egg. That's what you're telling Not us. just
1: like an egg, more than an egg. A, a, a potato has more protein. Yes, a large potato compared to a large egg. There's more protein in the potato.
0: Holy Moses. You never stop learning. I would have never guessed. I know that there's protein in virtually every food that we eat. I just didn't know that a potato was a great protein source. How about that? It is.
1: It is. And you know, the old idea, um, which by the way, we really settled this last year at the International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine, where we were addressing this old idea that plants are missing an amino acid here or there, that some plants are missing this amino acid, and some are missing that amino acid, and you have to carefully combine them. All plants have all the essential amino acids. Now, it is good to combine them because you want to get a variety of nutrition from a variety of sources, but all plants have all the essential amino acids, and yes, an egg has some protein, a potato has more.
0: That was Dr. Christopher Gardner's presentation, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. He's a great guest. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, man, that's amazing. Okay, so uh, that's just one of the nuggets that are uh, going to come out of this book, which I absolutely cannot wait for. And uh, you want to break some news here on the show today? I kind of feel like having some fun and breaking some news. Are you down? Let's break some news.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I hope people will look at their calendar. And on March twenty sixth, we are going to be hosting this huge event called the Power Foods Revolution. And it'll be right here in Washington D.C. at the National Press Club, where some of you came on in November, um, when Chuck we celebrated your incredible uh, 50 million downloads uh, at that point. Um, and now I'm, uh, you're going to be there. You're going to share your story and host this event as only you can. But I'll be there, and Dustin Harder will be there. Yes, Dustin did the recipes uh, along with Lindsey Nixon. Uh, for the Power Foods site. We'll show how you can make these wonderful foods. We'll, We'll show you how you can actually love your foods again and how they're gonna love you back. That's gonna be the Power Foods Revolution, March 26th, National Press Club here in DC. Well, let me tell you something.
0: If Dustin's going to be there and pun totally intended, uh, it's going to be a delicious evening because that man is a whiz in the kitchen. I mean, he's responsible for the Universal Meals Program. He's got his own podcast. He's got his books out there. I mean, this guy is a legit magician in the kitchen, so I cannot wait to link up with him and... um I guess I'll volunteer to tug the tire across the stage. I know we had <laughs> Ann Estleston to it the uh, last time we were at the press club, but uh, let's do it, man. I mean, that just sounds like a lot of fun. March 26th, right here in Washington D.C. Let's go, Neil. It'll be it'll be great. You're
1: going to be there. Uh, you're going to be our host. Dustin will be there. I'll be there. We're going to have a couple of other special guests. We'll have copies of the Power Foods Diet there. This is that's actually the first day of release. Um, so it's going to be a blast
0: let's do it. You know what? I'm, I'm going to eat some extra potatoes and make sure I got the protein <laughs> to get that tire all the way across the stage. I don't know if I can keep up with what Ann did though. So March 26th, March, uh, mark your calendars. Of course, we're going to be talking more about that here as the days draw nearer here on the exam room. And also there is a link to pick up your copy right now. You can pre-order it. You don't even have to wait. So it'll be delivered right to your house as soon as March 26th rolls around. Your copy of the Power Foods Diet, that link is in the episode notes, uh, Neil. Let's turn our attention back to eggs because we have a lot of questions from exam roomies about them. Uh, let's start with Amy, who's wondering specifically about the cholesterol that's found in eggs and whether um, that is truly this enormous issue that we hear about. She's saying, Is cholesterol or the inflammation from junk food the bigger
1: health issue for people? Okay, uh, great question, and really a sophisticated question. Is it the cholesterol or is it inflammation? The actual, the fact is, it's both. Now, cholesterol made in your liver gets in the bloodstream, and you need a little bit of cholesterol. Your your body makes it because it's used uh, in the cell membranes of the body. It keeps them flexible. It's used to make hormones. It's used to make vitamin D. Uh, so cholesterol has purposes in the body, but you only need a tiny amount of cholesterol. And if you eat cholesterol or you eat foods like saturated fat that cause your body to make cholesterol, you got more than your body can handle. So you, you only want the amount that your body is naturally making. However, as those particles of cholesterol are coursing through the blood, because of the inflammatory processes, they can become oxidized. That means the cholesterol molecules actually a little bit change or the L- cholesterol is kept in little particles called LDL you've heard about this on your blood test and those LDL particles oxidize and once they do that then they can attack the artery wall and lead to heart disease so it's both it's the it's the cholesterol itself and then it's how they are changed over time and so the antioxidants will protect the cholesterol you have from getting from getting oxidized and if we're avoiding the foods that raise your cholesterol you got the best of all possible worlds.
0: And so, you're talking about the our bodies actually make uh, cholesterol. Tina is curious about that process itself, wondering how does the body make cholesterol, and what amount does it usually make?
1: Okay, uh, what a sophisticated audience we have here! Good heavens, I'm the, exa- you. the exam roomies you know all these things. It's amazing. Okay, um, let's dive in a little bit more. Your body cells, in fact, not just you, all mammals can make cholesterol. And uh, your, your, you, the various cells of your body can make it, but the liver is the cholesterol king, really. It makes the most uh, cholesterol in the body. And that cholesterol, as I mentioned, is used in your muscle cells, for example, and in other cells. And the reason is that the little cholesterol... Uh, uh, molecules get into the cell membranes and they keep them flexible so they can move around. Because think about it, you're not a plant, you're not just standing there like a tree. Your body has to be very flexible. And so, cholesterol is part of that um, sort of hinge mechanism in every cell uh, of your body. And it has all, lots of other functions. So, the cholesterol is made in the liver, it gets packed into little particles. Those particles uh, course through the body and they change into other kinds of particles. And your doctor reads about them on your blood test. Low-density lipoprotein. High-density lipoprotein, the so-called good cholesterol, good because your body is getting rid of it. It's, it's leaving. And there are other forms too. Uh, how much do you make? Uh, the amount that you make is about, it varies a lot from person to person, but about 1,000 milligrams per day. What's that? That's, your body is sort of manufacturing um, about five eggs worth of cholesterol on its own. So if you add another egg, you're you're creating more problems.
0: What about egg whites? We have a lot of people wondering right now, you know, is the yolk the biggest issue here? And are they erring on the side of caution and perhaps even safer and healthier if they just opt for the egg white? Oh, it's a
1: great idea to get rid of the yolk. That's for sure. Because that's where all the cholesterol is. That's where all the saturated fat is. And even better, throw away the white. Because the white is a big glob of animal protein that you don't need. Now, lest we... You know, in the 1950s, we all thought animal protein is so good, get, get lots of it. 2016, researchers had an amazing finding, which by the way, right after Christopher Gardner's lecture, Chuck, uh, at ICNM last year, uh, we had a lecture from the Harvard research team where they were saying, here's what we found. They looked at animal proteins, including egg protein, also dairy protein, chicken, fish, beef, And they compared them with plant proteins. And it turned out that the more that people would get rid of the animal proteins and replace them with plant proteins, the lower their risk of mortality in any given time frame. So bottom line, plant proteins, we used to think they were good for you. We now know that they are associated with higher mortality compared to plant proteins. So take that egg. The two parts of the egg that are not good for you are the yolk and the white. Uh, So (laughs) skip it. You don't need any of it.
0: Okay, uh, we have a call back here to uh, Albert. Uh, Albert is uh, the the gentleman uh, who wrote in with that incredible tale about eating a dozen eggs a day at the top of the show. Uh, and Albert, of course, opted for the most organic, free range, expensive egg possible out there. Stephanie is wondering whether those free range organic eggs are actually healthier than the regular eggs that are much cheaper. What do we know about the type of egg, Dr. Oh, Barnard? They are so
1: heavily marketed, um, and and you'll you'll see there. Ads, and, and here's somebody cuddling their chicken. And you're, you're supposed to imagine that the chickens are kind of roaming over the hillsides, hanging out in their spa, having all kinds of fun. This is 100% marketing, and it's a lie. Um, they are A, not any healthier, and B, they are not any more humane than a typical farm to any significant degree. Um, and if that's a surprise, first of all, on the health aspect, when an egg is laid by a chicken, The chicken puts into it lots of cholesterol and lots of saturated fat. Why? Because once that egg is made and laid, nothing else is going into it. That egg is not ordering out for room service to make that chick and the chick's liver and skin and feathers and bones and beak and everything. In order to make all that, the egg has to use what's in the egg already. So there is a boatload of fat and cholesterol, and so forth. And if you're going to eat that, what you're eating is basically the packed lunch that was designed there to make this little chicken, a chicken's body. So it's a a huge load of cholesterol and, and not healthy by any standard. Regarding the humane aspects of it, if you look at, there have been countless investigations in chicken farms, and you know about the chickens all being crowded on top of each other. And the reason that health advocates are concerned is because they're defecating constantly. They're a huge source of microbial contamination. And the so-called free-range places, you see the animals crowded together. It's it's really not a uh, not something that a person with a conscience would want to to patronize. Um, and even when you say cage-free, this doesn't mean they aren't jammed all over each other. They still are. So the most humane thing is skip the eggs. There's plenty of other healthy things.
0: Uh, We have been talking primarily about chicken eggs, but Leanne is wondering, well, what about eggs from other animals, like a duck? Are those healthier than the chicken eggs we've been talking about?
1: Surprise. Uh, Okay. Uh, Chicken egg. Typical chicken egg. Nice big chicken egg. uh, 200 milligrams of cholesterol. Uh, Chuck, let me ask you. Give me a guess. Let's say I take a duck egg. I think it has more than 200 or less than 200 milligrams of cholesterol. Does the duck have more cholesterol? than a chicken egg or less? What would you guess? You you know, uh,
0: just based off of a previous life and remembering (laughs) that duck meat was a little bit more rich than chicken, I'm gonna say it probably has more cholesterol.
1: You are a winner. Not only does it have more cholesterol, it has a lot more cholesterol. Uh, Roughly 200 in a a chicken egg depending on the size. uh, For a duck egg, 300, 400, 500. A little bit over 600 milligrams of cholesterol in a duck egg yes i am not making this up uh duck eggs are yes they are a cholesterol bomb it's it is like eating three or more chicken eggs wow what do you think would have helped
0: (laughs) to poor albert if they ate a dozen of those a day oh my goodness
1: he he might not have made it to ask you the question
0: i'm telling you uh all right let's take a question here we've got time for a few more let's take a question from claire who is wondering okay i hear you guys but what is worse in all honesty is eggs or bacon the greater evil when it comes to breakfast food
1: yes Yes.
0: (laughs) roger that i mean is it even fair to to like you know, try to compare the two? I mean, I'm sure scientifically you could analyze that and bring sodium into the conversation and nitrites and all of those okay. things. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, my goodness. Yeah,
1: they're, they're both terrible. So the answer is yes. But they're nutritionally different. An egg has way more cholesterol than just about any other food, including bacon. Um, and it has a substantial amount of saturated fat. A, a typical egg has maybe a gram and a half, two eggs that a person might eat, uh, about 3.2 grams of saturated fat, something like that. One strip of bacon, If you can ever find somebody who eats just one strip of bacon, that has about a gram of saturated fat. It has some cholesterol. Now, what the bacon's claim to fame is, is cancer. Because bacon is the quintessential processed meat linked to colorectal cancer, linked to breast cancer, linked to several other forms of the disease, and linked to many, many other health conditions. So if there's anything you really want to throw out, the bacon and eggs should be replaced by a big bowl of oatmeal with some cinnamon and some blueberries and healthy foods that are going to really protect your health.
0: All right. Uh, Kiki is uh, saying that they have read that someone who has diabetes should not eat eggs and is wondering why that advice might be given.
1: Yeah, well, it's good advice for everybody to avoid the cholesterol and saturated fat. Um, But you're right. Um, There have been studies going back to, oh, 2014, 2015, that people with diabetes are at especially high risk of cardiovascular disease and cardiovascular death if eggs are a big part of their diet. So people with diabetes have been counseled to just avoid eggs for a long time. But frankly, that's pretty good advice for everyone else.
0: And Layla, can you offset the harmful effect of eggs by eating fruit and oatmeal along with them?
1: Yes, if you um, eat the fruit and oatmeal first and then stop eating before you get to the egg.
0: Roger that. So I guess that's kind of like the the old question of you know can you outrun the Big Mac? You know, well maybe you just shouldn't eat the Big Mac in the first place, right?
1: Kind of the same thing goes here. What 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 the the, the caller might be thinking of is is that soluble fiber, which is in oatmeal, does help your body remove some cholesterol. Um, it's not a huge effect, but it's there. So if you have Quaker oats or something like that, you'll read right on the label that they'll say it lowers cholesterol, and it will you know, by a couple of percent because it helps escort cholesterol out of your body. But if you eat an egg, roughly 50% of that cholesterol in the egg is going to go straight into your bloodstream. And to ask the oatmeal to stop that is asking something pretty, pretty heroic.
0: All right. And final question. Let's talk about some egg alternatives. Aggie. Hey, that was my grandma's name. Aggie is wondering, Dr. Barnard, what your thoughts are about just egg? Is that a healthy substitution or should you go all the way to something like a tofu scramble?
1: Well, I think, I think people should get to know both. Um, tofu scramble, p- people have been making it for a long period of time. And you, by the way, you don't need a special recipe for it. Just go to the store, get some firm tofu, and take your nonstick pan. Uh, yeah, nonstick pans are terrific, like made in or something like that. Put it on your stove and crumble up the tofu. Then pour on a whole bunch of nutritional yeast. If you haven't used nutritional yeast, it makes things a little cheesy. And pour it on generously. Uh, a little bit of soy sauce on top. Uh, stir it up. And what you'll discover is that as time goes on, uh, it, as it heats up, it has this amazing, wonderful flavor. Put it on some. Toast or with some even green vegetables or whatever you want to go with it, it complements absolutely everything. So you can't go, you can't do better than scrambled tofu. But the Just Egg people came out with two cool products. Uh, One is the Just Egg in a liquid bottle, and there you pour it into a pan just like an egg and you scramble it. I mean, it comes up for all intents and purposes like a scrambled egg. Um, And you can, you can, uh, add some cool things to it if you want to. You can add a little bit of nutritional yeast, a little black pepper. You could put in diced red peppers and green peppers and dress it up, or you can have it just plain. Then make another product, which is the Just Egg Frozen. And it comes out like a little square, um, I guess what you put on a maybe an egg McMuffin or something like that, but cholesterol-free. And you take the, pa- the packet, look at what is it made from. And when this first came out, I thought, how do you sim- simulate an egg that's made from some kind of chemicals or something? What it's made from, amazingly enough, is mung beans. Mung beans, which are, are the beans that people use to make bean sprouts. That's what they, they, they've taken that protein and it, it's the prime ingredient in the just egg. And secondly, some canola oil, which nutritionally is similar to olive oil. So the, the, the net comes out to be maybe about seven grams of fat in a serving. So there you have it. I think for people who would like to give it a try um, or for folks who have never uh, f- never thought about replacing eggs, it can really seduce their taste buds. It is
0: quite tasty. Uh, I was skeptical like you at first as well, uh, but man, I mean, it, it really hits the spot. And I almost felt, it, it, like this sounds weird, but I almost felt guilty <laughs> eating it the first time because it tasted so much like of regular egg back in the day i was like wow i was like this is almost too good to be true but i'm telling you give it a try i guess if if you haven't already it is not half bad it is not half bad well i have to uh, tell, tell you
1: and i don't know if i've told you this story before but if not let me or if i have let me tell you one more time i was doing a a, a hospital lecture some years ago and the hospital chef brought instead of scrambled eggs brought just egg and the, the group of cardiologists assembled there. Totally fooled. They thought it was scrambled eggs. And afterwards, he said to them, there wasn't an egg in the house. There wasn't uh, one milligram of cholesterol. It was all entirely just eggs. So uh, he made his point.
0: I suspect you had something to do with that switch, didn't you? (laughs) I know you. You don't have to confirm, but I'm just going to I'm going to leave that suspicion sitting right here on the table and let that, uh, you know, breathe a little bit. But uh, yeah, oh man, that's that's interesting. And if you if you can fill a room full of people, anybody like that, I think that speaks volumes to the quality of the product. Uh, Listen, Dr. Barnard, I wish that we had more time today, but I feel like we did. We got to a lot in terms of the egg today, and I'm sure that there's still more to tell. So uh, again, mark your calendars, March 26th. I'm not sure that eggs are going to pop up, but a whole lot of other stuff will at the National Press Club uh, for the big book launch event there. That's going to be a lot of fun. So set a reminder in your calendars for March 26th. Then also my friends, uh, Dr. Barnard, I know uh, because we've been talking about this, you have signed up to become an exam room VIP, but I would like to encourage all of the exam roomies to do the same. Head over to pcrm.org slash exam room VIP, sign up for free, reap the benefits, including exclusive early access to some of our top interviews. We just had one with Dr. Michael Greger, the exam room vips they were able to check it out two weeks before anyone else so that's a huge perk there plus you're going to get newsletters nutrition tips uh exclusive virtual events i'm hoping maybe we can arrange one uh for the power foods diet release as well so a lot still to come and all the exam roomies listening right now can become a VIP. Yeah, I spelled that right. Anyway, uh, at PCRM.org slash exam room VIP for free. And best of all, it really does help us here at the Physicians Committee achieve our goal, Dr. Barnard, of helping to make the world a healthier and more compassionate place for free. Doesn't get much better than that, my friend.
1: Yes, I got to tell you, I think I must have been your first VIP sign up, and I hope everybody joins me.
0: My man. There you go. Join the club with Dr. Barnard and all the other roomies. And listen, uh, last thing, today's episode of the Exam Room podcast, you want to talk about heroes in the world. Well, today's episode has been powered by the Gregory J. Ryder Memorial Fund. They support organizations just like ours that carry on Greg's love for animals by promoting plant-based health and working to end animal abuse, while also emphasizing programs that promote systemic change and benefit people. And you can visit them online right now at GregoryRyderFund.com. That's Gregory Ryder. You see it on the screen, R-E-I-T-E-R fund.org. Sign up for their newsletter and see everything that this extraordinary group of individuals are doing to help make the world a better place as well. And I know, as always, whenever you're on the show, we talk about this. And we mention the name Allison Mahoney, who is the driving force behind the Gregory J. Ryder Memorial Fund. And I just continue to be every time I log on to their website, in awe of everything that they're doing.
1: I have to say, I feel exactly the same way. I have so much respect for Allison and the incredible work that she's she's doing, and so grateful for her support for this uh, for all the work that we're doing to get the word out so far and wide.
0: Indeed, and so thank you, Allison, for everything that you've done and will continue to do into the future. You are, in fact, my hero, and so are you, my friend, Dr. Barnard. Thank you so very much for being here today and helping to raise our health IQs a lot, a lot. We learned about the egg today, my friend.
1: Right back at you, Chuck. Thank you.
0: I mean, can you believe that? Can you believe that? That entire show, fascinating science. But really what I'm going to be taking away from today is just that email right at the beginning from the exam roomie who ate a dozen eggs a day for an entire year and the health jam that it left them in. But I am so glad that they were able to pull through, come out the other side and are now living a healthy, healthy happy life. That is an incredible story. I love stories like that. I love stories like that. And I think that that's kind of the perfect story to wrap up this season of The Exam Room, because it goes to show once you change things about your diet, your health can change in dramatic and drastic ways. And that is just proof of that so very cool. And if you have a health transformation that you would like to share, go ahead and do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is that you get your shows. Look for the Exam Room podcast by the Physicians Committee. Make sure that you've given it a follow or you're subscribed. Leave a five-star rating. And then in the review, that is where we would love to hear about how your health has improved by adopting a plant-based diet or just because of something that you've heard on this show. That's the perfect way to do it. And maybe we can even build our own show around that, just like our dozen egg eating friend or our former dozen egg eating friend. That's the way that we should put that one. So this is, in fact, the last show for 2023 for us. We're going to be taking a break for the holidays, but we will be back with a brand new show and a brand new season in the new year. And we are kicking 2024 off with a huge lineup of guests. We're going to be doing a new show every day of the week for the first week of the new year. And check out this lineup of health heroes, Dr. Neil Barnard will get us going in the new year. Then you will be hearing from our friend, Dr. Will Bolsowitz. Dr. Gemma Newman will be here with us as well. She's going to be talking about her new book, Get Well, Stay Well. And then an extraordinary plant-based dermatologist from New York, Dr. Jessica Krant, will be with us. And for the first time ever, I am so pumped for this one, the one and only Dr. Joel Furman will be with us to help kick off the new year. That's all part of our health heroes series to get you going on the healthiest foot possible in 2024. How great is that? Dr. Barnard, Dr. Bolswitz Dr. Newman, Dr. Krant and Dr. Joel Furman? health heroes. If there ever were some. And I think thinking ahead to 2024. I think I'm going to write about this to our exam room VIPs. When we get going with these new health goals, these challenges that we want to achieve, change is not always easy and a lot of times it feels like we're going at it alone. And that's especially the case when you're trying to eat a new type of diet when no one else around you seems to have the least little bit of interest in doing it. They would much prefer to continue to eat hamburgers and hot dogs and french fries and pizza and all of those things. But just because it feels like you don't have any support around you does not mean that you cannot accomplish your health goals. You can absolutely do that on your own because I promise you this, you are more powerful than you realize. You absolutely have everything it takes to make changes and be very successful as a health warrior of one. And I'll tell you this much too. People may try to advise you against making these changes. They may not understand why you would want to do this, or they may not yet be ready to make changes themselves and by observing you do this they may feel a little bit of guilt about it because they feel like they should be making changes but they're just not quite ready mentally to do that but don't let that stop you if it comes in the way of a jab or a joke let it roll off be a health warrior of one You have what it takes. You know why you're making these changes. You're not making it for anyone other than yourself. So don't let anyone else tell you how you should be living your life or how you should be eating, the diet you should be following. You were drawn to eat this way for a reason, so stay true to yourself. And in those times when you feel like you're alone on your own island and you're isolated in this journey, I promise you this, You are never alone. There are millions of people who are on this same journey. And while they may not be in your immediate circle of friends or family, I promise you they're out there. And I am by your side the entire step of the way. So just keep listening to the show. We will motivate you. There's a whole community out there ready to lend support. But that support has to begin with you. And I promise you, you are strong enough, no matter what adversity you face, to pull this off. You are a champion. And as a reminder, you can also become an exam room VIP for free just by visiting pcrm.org slash exam room VIP and signing up to lock in your benefits, including early access to our premium interviews, pre-sale tickets to our big live events, our live virtual events as well exclusively for VIPs. And we want you to be part of our community. So pcrm.org slash exam room VIP to sign up today. And with that, let's go ahead and call it a year. Let's call it a season. What a year it has been. I wanna thank you guys so very much for all of the millions and millions of downloads and views on YouTube and Facebook, as we have raised our health IQs to extraordinary heights in 2023. I cannot wait to see what the new year brings in 2024. I wish you peace, I wish you joy, and I wish you health. And for everyone at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, as always, keep it plant-based.